Welcome to Primetime with Alex Stein. I'm your favorite mentally insane person on the internet, Primetime 99 Alejandro Stein. And I'm so happy we're here spending these digital moments together this evening. A lot of wild things are happening in the world right now, but here at Primetime with Alex Stein, we want to unplug from the fake matrix of lies and chill out a little bit and hopefully laugh with the homies in the chat as well. This week has been an absolutely insane one as per usual. We've had about 25 train derailments, but only one Netflix movie that predicted the events in Ohio. That's right, folks. Netflix recently came out with a movie depicting a devastating train crash that caused hazardous materials to spew everywhere, causing a total evacuation of the area, which is a little coincidental for me. What is going on? Why does the Illuminati use foreshadowing and predictive programming before they carry out massive false flag attacks on their citizens? It's almost as if everything is fake and some global elite group of people are either warning us or mocking us of our own impending doom. But obviously, none of that can be true because conspiracies are all fake and anti-Semitic. And any conspiracy you have ever heard in your entire life is completely false, and there should be a punishment of prison time for anybody distributing harmful conspiracy theories on the internet, or in person for that matter. Here at Primetime with Alex Stein, we denounce all conspiracies, and I want to publicly state that I was very wrong for ever having even believed a conspiracy myself. I want to say that I'm sorry, and that I've learned my lesson, and everything you hear from me from here on out will be 100% approved by the mainstream media with absolutely no bias or sensationalism whatsoever. Why would the media ever lie to us? I used to think the news was fake. But luckily, all that changed once I met some powerful people I'd never heard of, and they made me drink the blood of a cat while we watched Shrek on a VHS tape that was playing in the back of an old abandoned school bus on the south side of Chicago. Ever since that meeting, I had a real epiphany that the world we live in is absolutely perfect, and it's the freaks and the conspiracy theorists that are trying to kill everyone else's good vibrations. By talking about Hillary Clinton's body count or the inconsistencies of the 9-11 Commission report, we must reject all conspiracy and embrace the new era of truth, which will hopefully be filtered and curated by the United States government very soon. So. Hunter Biden laptop, that was never real. And if it wasn't for the incredible people at Twitter who helped censor the New York Post for trying to write fake news about Hunter Biden, if it wasn't for their incredible work to censor the Russian disinformation of the Hunter Biden laptop, then Donald Trump could have potentially been our president. So thank you so much, Twitter, for ensuring Joe Biden's incredibly easy victory over Donald Trump. Well, folks, we have a terrific show for you this evening. We have one of my very, very favorite guests possible. We have the legendary e-girl herself, Brittany Venti. She's not only sweet, but she's also a little sour. And tonight she's about to bring that sour power and give us the details of her false flagging and unfair Twitter suspension for questioning Eliza Blue's scandalous past. And we have the fabulous comedian Chrissy Mayer on over Skype to discuss the latest internet gossip that is driving the Simpsons saying... And we're not done yet, folks. We also have legendary political pundit, author, as well as conspiracy theorist, Mike Cernovich. We're going to call him out for trying to expose Jeffrey Epstein. Mike, I think it's pretty obvious that pizza blank is fake and no child has ever been sexually harmed by a politician or celebrity in American history. So tonight we set the record straight. And I can't forget about our last guest of the evening. He's one of our favorite people on the planet, Earth's son, not Klaus Schwab Sr., but Klaus Schwab Jr., the evil son that is planning on carrying out his father's plan for world domination and total annihilation of the human spirit. It's going to be an action-packed show, so grab some milk and cookies, and let's get our Kris Kringle on tonight, folks. I'm so fly, I'm aligned with the planes. My grind's so refined, I got no time for no games. Ask yourself why would I make time for you lames? At all costs, I'm a boss. But break them off, yeah, gotta break them off. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, welcome to Primetime with Alex Stein. I'm your host, the one, the only, Primetime Alex Stein. And this evening we have an incredible show. You know, I, I just really want to thank... Uh, listen, listen. Alex, you forgot to introduce me! Okay, Mom, listen, I'm going to be honest. Quit trying to interrupt the show. The people in the chat, the people are complaining. They think it's insensitive that I'm talking to you. They think it's, you know, rude or borderline, uh, you know, apparent that I uploaded your consciousness into a computer and that I'm actually, you know, communicating with my dead mother. So really, can we cool it down this episode? I don't want to spend the whole episode. But Alex, I just want to hang out and be involved in your lovely 
Mom, look at mom. No, you you've been digitally recreated into this hot doll. I'm being set now. I'm all of a sudden really sexually confused because I'm attracted to you. You have a great set of, of digital breasts. You're looking good, and I don't like having wet dreams of my mother's digital reincarnation. So for the rest of this evening, will you shut the hell up? You can't handle having a hot. Yeah, no, I can handle it. I just am done handling it. I can. I just don't want to. It's different. Okay. All right. All right, bye, Mom. Bye. Bye. Shut up, Mom. Shut up. Love you. No, I love you too. Okay, well, with that, I want to bring on legendary, listen, I, and I mean this with all due respect, because in this day and age of gamer girls, e-girls, internet thoughts, or, or you know, internet ladies that, that are willing to speak up for themselves, I think Brittany Vinti is a pioneer in this movement, in this space. She's anti-porn, she's anti-sex work, and she's, you know, honestly, uh, a fearless individual. Welcome Brittany Vinti to the Primetime with Alex Stein Show. Thank you, I'm happy to be here. Can I get one of those dead mom holograms too? Yes, yes you can. We, it's Amazon.com, it's Jeff Bezos, and we can upload your mother's consciousness and you'll be able to communicate. See Brittany, what do you think about that? In the chat they say, oh that's insensitive. And I say this, your mom's not dead. And if your Mine mom- Mine is. Exactly. And I'm like, I want one. Exactly, see that's what they don't get, Brittany. The people that have a dead mom, we just wanna talk to our mom. Okay, yes, that's all we want to do is talk to our mom. We don't want to be made fun of. But with all of that being said, Brittany, this is the Dead Mom Club. We don't want to, you know, get all this low vibrational energy. But Brittany, tell us what's going on with you. I know that you were unfairly suspended from Twitter for what I believe is you shared a screenshot of Eliza Blue's openly public world star hip hop video vixen video. And I believe that is what set off this chain of reaction or, or whatever chain of events that basically exposed Eliza Blue's, you know, kind of seedy past. Yeah, and I'm really grateful that you're having me on because not every person, especially at the start, wanted to cover it because she's very well connected. And given that she worked with Elon Musk to help develop the system that she used to abuse and uh, waste time and resources that should have gone to the victims that she claims to help advocate for as a sex trafficking advocate, supposedly. But what happened was my account got locked because I tweeted Eliza Blue. The thread that I saw that had a bunch of receipts and it said that basically her timelines were adding up and then I saw the music videos or what seemed like music videos. I think they're more of her escort advertisements, especially the one that she got mad about. And so at the time, I just didn't know. I, it, was out, it was not in bad faith at all. I yeah. had message. You were uh, more curious. Yeah, and so I tweeted her because I remember seeing a tweet from two weeks prior of her saying, do not DM me. Everyone's DMing me. I'm unfollowing people. If I need you, I'll contact you. So I was like, oh, okay, so I won't DM her. I'll tweet her. Okay. And oh, why? Because, because this thread, she knew that this thread was out there, right? Yeah, she yeah, did. Yeah. And so I tweeted her asking uh, genuinely because I also speak out against trafficking and because you need to know about that to be anti-porn because they're interlinked, yeah. the two topics, and a lot of people don't know that. But... I asked her about it and I asked about the music video. All I did was post screenshots from this music video that had over, at the time, 60,000 views. Yeah. And I took a couple of screenshots and I added that to the tweet. And then I tweeted at her asking her about it and to clarify in the nicest way possible. And then next thing I know, my account's locked. So then I go stream. And I'm like telling my viewers, hey, my account's been locked. Immediately though, basically. I mean, it was yeah. really quick, right? Yeah. yeah, it was pretty quick. And so when I went live, um, someone pointed out in my chat, because I was sent a screenshot of this person named Amanda Jean. Okay. And Nina Infinity, shout out to Nina. Nina's She's, great, yeah. shout out to Nina, we love you Nina. So she sent me a screenshot of Amanda Jean celebrating that my account was locked, saying, I got, I reported her, I got her account locked, ha ha ha. Through, what was it, some sort of like, they, they use a, a revenge porn mechanism or something? What was it, what, didn't they use some sort of weird, like a self-reporting system? They used, uh, they, used, they basically used an exploit on Twitter that's supposed to help victims for non-consensual photos, yeah. but in this case, obviously, it was very consensual. It was consensual. very consensual. I mean, I'm not, listen, I actually want to, I don't want to just totally uh, bash Eliza Blue because, you know, I've, she's been friendly with me, and you can say whatever you want, but this, this, is, this is my thing with Eliza Blue is that you don't have to be a sex trafficking victim to help sex traffickers, so that's what makes me mad. It's like, why would she even LARP as a victim if that's not the case? That's what makes me, you know, most mad. It's like, obviously lying about it, so that kind of just negates all the good work you've done. You see what I'm saying? Yeah, and it discredits the victims too that she has helped or she claims to have helped. Uh, one of which she claimed to reach out to was a Tate one and she actually didn't end up helping them at all. I <laughs> actually had Ashton Birdie on stream about that. She gave the 
proof for that that Eliza said she would reach out and help this person and then she never did and then she goes on Tim Pool saying oh I helped one of Tate's victims and it's like you're not really doing your yeah, job very well. How do you help him? And this is the thing is, I, and like I said, I don't want to totally poo-poo on Eliza by any means. But I mean, explain to us how you help these people. I mean, I guess you give them a few dollars, you give them counseling. And I, I'm not saying these people don't need help, but I guess it's a lot of like... I think that's an overstatement. Say she gives them a few dollars. She's the one asking for money, okay? And then well, saying she doesn't want money. Well, I'm saying it's self-congratulatory. Because you know this is permanent damage. If you're a victim of sex trafficking, you're probably not going to just be able to, oh, here's a magic wand, you feel better. And I'm not saying Eliza says that, but it's like, you know, how much is she actually helping the victims? I almost want to help uh, victims from becoming victimized. You know, not that we shouldn't help past victims, but I want to stop future victims. Yeah, it's prevention yeah. Is, is a big help, but she really hasn't been that big of a help overall, especially now, given that it discredits anybody she's helped. It's like, well, how legit is their case? But what I was getting out the Amanda Jean thing is I discovered on stream that was her friend slash manager, seems like. She um. helps her get interviews and travels with her sometimes, it seems. And so someone pointed that out, and I got really mad because I knew what that meant. And I tried to give benefit of the doubt, and I waited a day to see maybe Eliza will come out and disavow it. Because yeah. if someone's your bestie and you're tweeting about how you trust them more than anyone in the world, you're going to know if they did something like that. They would yes. tell you. Mm -hmm. Like, oh, your non-consensual photos are out there. They would 100% tell you. So I was waiting, and then Eliza makes the announcement of, I'm going to address this one time and one time only. You made a rookie mistake. And I'm going to sue everyone no involved. Chill. Yeah, yeah, I have no it, chill. That's what killed me. She said, end the tweet. She had no chill. And honestly, like, I, I didn't even want to put up any photos because I don't want to get this stream reported. I, I like She's so litigious with her reporting. For me, that's the biggest red flag. When the, Usually the cover-up is worse than the crime. Like, nobody cares that Eliza Blue danced in a music video. If she would just say, I danced in a music video, I thought it would be cool at the time. That's what I was interested in. But instead of owning it and trying to cover it up, I think that that makes this whole situation 10 times worse because then she has to censor you, she has to censor Jeremy from the quartering, she has to censor all these people, and that just creates way more attention than if you just, it's a Streisand effect. Trying to hide it makes more people look at it. Yeah, and also now she suppose, I'm assuming it's her given that the timestamps of the privacy complaints were of her face, and not just with mine, but with also Kirstie Mayer and others. Yeah. And my video got taken down. So my content, my livelihood. Did you show any it. pictures or anything in your YouTube? Well, how did she take it down for just talking about her? Uh, for showing uh, a few seconds of the video. The world but, star hip hop one? But it's like you have to show it to show a point of reference of what you're talking about. And in the video, just for you guys who don't know, it's a world star hip hop video. She's like kind of out like in an urban area and she's in, you know, a, not a thong, but like Brazilian cut, you know, bikini type situation twerking. I mean, like spreading her butthole. I mean, I don't know how, I mean, literally, right? I mean, when, how would you describe the video? Uh, dancing around, grabbing her ass yeah. and twerking. But that's the other thing. So this is me being the contrarian because you said the other thing with the pornography and there's an incredible documentary that, you know, everybody probably should see, even though Netflix is terrible. It's called Hot Girls Wanted. And in that, they talk about how these, you know, porn producers will just put ads on Craigslist saying like, you know, modeling gig, you know, acting gig. And it is sex trafficking because they're they're preying on vulnerable 18 and 19 year old girls, like promising all this stuff. And oftentimes like they don't even have a very long career, you know, like they have a very short career in porn. So right. I'm saying, could she have been a victim in that sense, you know, promised a bunch of stuff? In her mid thirties? I don't know. I'm just saying, you know, the, you know, could you know what I'm talking about in that documentary, how they trick these girls. No, you could like, be trafficked in your mid thirties and that that is how a lot of trafficking happens is the course of manipulative grooming aspect. But she made it seem like it wasn't consensual and then and we found evidence, video footage of her saying, I was on that world star hip hop. Yeah. I got the director with a red dragon camera. Yeah, she, and I, I was so happy clip. he gave me a chance. And there, it's not just that one clip of her bragging what about, about her, it. Did, did she have that post too? Is, I thought that post was so cringe. Unless it's fake, I think it's real. Where it was like, I don't know how I'm going to tell my mother that I want to be a video vixen. Do you know what I'm talking about? It was like a blog post from. Yeah, she had a blog about being a video vixen. And then the video of her calling her mom saying, how do you feel about me being music videos? Her mom's like, ha ha, it's funny. It's like, this is the same parent that claims that she was trafficked when she was underage, right? Yeah. As well, like she's been trafficked more than one time according to her story of like very confusing things. And it's like, if your child ended up in that position, why would you be happy they would go and into the industry where more trafficking happens? Exactly, you think you would stay away from it. But listen, Eliza Blow, you could have been trafficked. I don't think we're saying that you weren't trafficked. We just think it's kind of weird that you're hiding your past so much. At least that's how I feel. I don't want to speak for Brittany. But real quick, Brittany, so I stumbled across this video and it's incredibly moving. It touched me in ways 
delays that would make you know Prince Andrew jealous. This is actually from the Arkansas Senate, and uh, it's just a riveting, profound, you know, thought-provoking line of questioning. Thought-provoking? I, yeah, thought-provoking. We want to show it real quick. You said that you're a trans woman. I trans female. Yes, ma'am, sir. Do you have a penis? Do you have a penis? So my question to you, Brittany, do you have a penis? If I did, my life would be a lot easier. <laughs> All right, I like that. All right, now we got to go to our sponsor. Today's sponsor, breaking news, Manscaped is now selling beard products. That's right. They've gone from the waist to the face to help you replace that bulky razor with their brand new Beard Hedger Pro Quit. Pro Quit! I can't even say it. Manscaped helped you get the golden rod of a Greek god. And now they've created the best tools for you to turn your heads with a clean, perfectly groomed and conditioned beard. Finally tame your mane by going to manscaped.com and using our code Alex for 20% off plus free shipping. Let me tell you something, I need Manscaped. I'm a hairy freak and without it, I wouldn't have this beautiful baby face. So I'm indebted to Manscaped, not only for keeping my junk, you know, trimmed, but now making this beautiful face look young like a little boy out of my mother's womb. And let me tell you a little bit about this kit. This kit is about to change your life. The Beard Hedger Pro Kit has made it easier than ever to craft your signature look. This kit will make your facial hair anywhere from Gandalf to totally bare. It all starts with a Beard Hedger and a burp. This thing is a juggernaut of fixing faces. First off, this waterproof cordless trimmer has a rotary wheel that gives you 20 hair cutting links, all with one guard. So no more messy drawers full of extra add-ons. Yeah, you heard that, no more drawers full of 20 different guards. With 20 links, it's easy, never been so easy to find your signature beard look. Plus the trimmer has a titanium coated T-blade that is tough on hair but smooth on your face, leading to single stroke efficiency that brings satisfaction one stroke at a time. Their Pro Kit is much more than a trimmer though. It comes with four dermatologist tested formulations for your post trim care. It has the beard shampoo and conditioner, all your hair is different and your beard hair is much more coarse and easier to damage. That's why the kit has shampoo and conditioner specially designed to moisturize, reduce ingrown hairs, and replenish your natural oils, promoting beard health. Next, the kit has Manscaped Beard Oil. The nutrient-infused oil relieves dryness both on the beard and the skin beneath while adding a little shimmer and shine to liven up the look. Cap it off with the Beard Balm, a pomade that shapes, styles, and moisturizes, bringing the amazing scent of fresh eucalyptus, rosemary, and lavender essential oils. The Pro Beard Kit also comes with three free gifts. That's right, three free gifts, a beard brush, comb, and scissors to ensure your beard is ready to impress. That's right, guys. So go and get it. Get your 20% off with free shipping with our code Alex at manscaped.com. That's 20% off free shipping at manscaped.com. Please use our code Alex. The Manscaped Beard Hedger Pro Kit, the premier solution to face grooming. Now that was a mouthful, all right? Now I can barely breathe. What did you think about that ad read? It was okay, I stumbled a couple times. I like that uh, you're promoting for men to take care of themselves. I think that's definitely good. And they'll walk away smelling like pretty little flowers. That's good, you're gonna smell like eucalyptus. I love smelling like eucalyptus. I usually smell like cat urine. So for me, the eucalyptus is great at masking that. Okay, so with all that, now we wanna welcome on, uh, she's a fabulous comedian. She's a great internet commentator. And you know, she is a romantic target of some random FBI SWAT raids. Please welcome on the great, the one, the only, Chrissy Mayer. Welcome to Primetime with Alex Oh Stein. my God, this is such an oh, honor, Alex. Thank you so much oh, wait, for having me on. And thank you so much for platforming Brittany Venti. This is day 28 of Venti being locked out of her account. Hi, and Alex, you're... Hi, Venti. You're doing great. You look amazing. It's like we coordinated, but we didn't. Um, I also, love you so Chrissy, much. you're part of the Dead Mom Clubs. We, we all have Dead Moms Yeah, Chrissy, Chrissy, I have to ask you Can this. Can I please get it? I need a Dead Mom hologram as well. Okay, thank See? you. See, she gets it. All of us. So everybody in the chat, oh, we hate the Dead Mom bit. Guys, just wait. You're going to wish you could talk to your mom. Okay, okay, but Chrissy, yeah. but let's, let's forget all of our Dead Moms. Let's bring the vibrational energy up. I think that you, Chrissy, have been leading the charge when it comes to like the internet community 
community, you know, I, like I guess calling out. Brittany's been a part of it. You've been a part of it. I know Jeremy at the quartering. But this is the thing is you're friends with Tim. I know Tim's kind of taken some, you know, unfair shrapnel. Then I know Shane kind of wrote that article and then they took that down. So you as a regular guest on Tim's show, like how do we kind of play this? How are you playing? Because me personally, I don't blame Tim for anything Elijah's done, but I know that they're friends. So I'm kind of in this weird space where I don't really want to call it Eliza because I don't want to alienate other friends because she's so connected with people, just being honest. Well, first of all, Alex, I want to say that um, I think your hosting is so good. I love you so much. I think your hosting is Warhol-esque. Um, <laughs> I mean, other conservative commentators and hosts, they're okay. They do their thing, but it's so dry. <laughs> and I just think that you really bring a pizzazz to the, pl to the pimp on the blimp. So thank you so much for being a moist host. Um, <laughs> moist host, I'll take it. I'm definitely moist right now, a little moist up here. <laughs> you know, it is interesting because a lot of people did hold off on commenting on this Eliza Blue situation because no, no person, uh, specifically no man, wants to be publicly um, sort of accusing of somebody to be lying about being a sex trafficking victim survivor or, you know, suffering horrible abuse. And it's a very hard thing to, you know, prove either way that it happened or it didn't. And I think when you take into account, like, who Eliza is as a person, her history, it seems like she's been wanting to get famous from day one, just going from personality to personality, from last name to last name. I mean, didn't think to change her first name. That might have helped. But going through all these different personalities, and I just think if she really wanted to turn a new leaf, she should have gotten rid of all the music videos before coming out as this public advocate. And it's just, it's very interesting to me that she, the first time she gets triggered and wants to take the World Star video down is when Venti asks, you know, a very fair question. And I even followed up like, hey, I don't think Venti's doing anything wrong, Eliza. It doesn't appear that you were trafficked out to twerk in the desert. Like, I hope you can see the truth here, Eliza, or something like that. And, and she just blocked me outright. I DM'd her. I tried tweeting at her, like, no response. And that really stung because I had her on my my podcast like four times. Well, let me, yeah, let me pause you. Chrissy, I had her on my podcast. Did you learn one thing about Eliza? I talked to her for an hour and a half. I'm serious. I don't think I learned one thing about her that whole hour and a half. You had her on four times? I had her on four times to talk about very specific issues. And I kind of kept it more focused on that. And I didn't think to grill her on her backstory <laughs> because I'm like, who would lie about such a thing? But she initially came on to talk about the John Doe situation on Twitter, like, you know, all of her good work. And now it's like, is she just She's just tweeting and retweeting. Um, <laughs> I, I didn't happen to trigger her like Katie Herzog did uh, into her, you know, her taking a tone and getting defensive. But like we were pretty friendly. So I was very shocked and hurt when she blocked me outright, you know, just like some PR bot. You know, I figured, oh, I'm I'm kind of friendly with Eliza. I, I might get a straight answer out of her. I tried texting her. No response. So uh, that was pretty shitty and it made me feel discarded. It made me feel like, oh, she was just stepping on my head to get to bigger and bigger podcasts and bigger platforms. Just like she did um, with the victims, too. Yeah, I mean, well, I'm saying, yeah. and let's be honest, she definitely uh, wants to go on more podcasts. I mean, she was, you know, I think that's kind of part of her whole deal. But but th this, this, you know, for me, when I like I look at Brittany Vinti and I, like she said on Michael Malice's podcast that it was he asked her about survival sex. And I think she said that that's a form of trafficking. Is she like, said it wasn't. Oh, she said it wasn't? Okay, yeah. but so for the people playing at home, you might not know what survival sex is. That's when a woman will have sex to either like pay her rent or like to pay a big bill. So she said that that wasn't. I guess I watched that wrong. Because I, I thought I thought she was kind of saying that survival sex is a it form did of seem trafficking. Like, it did seem like a projection, though, like she was speaking from experience. Yeah, it seemed weird how she was talking about that. I, I, I got the impression like she was saying that she had done that. But I, I mean, I don't know. I'm not. It did sound that way. It, it sounded like she couldn't tell the difference between between or she was, you know, comparing survival sex pretty closely with being trafficked. And, you know, it's like we've all felt pressure to put out on dates. <laughs> I know myself I have personally put out for a large Greek salad. So but am I going to go on and say that I have been abused and trafficked and everyone needs to fund my pandemic vacation? No, I'm trying to not. Wait, Chrissy, you nailed it. Why was she trying to do a GoFundMe for her pandemic vacation? Because she works so hard, Alex. She works so hard retweeting. Because she's so modest. I know. She, was like, she has I mean, no Wi-Fi. <laughs> See this cord right here? This is Wi-Fi. Okay, not 
everyone can afford this top of the line shit. That is so bad, though. When I saw that, I mean, I hate it. Liza, if you're watching this, listen, just come clean. I- I'll forgive you. I bet Chrissy will forgive you. I don't know if Brittany will because you got her kicked off Twitter. That might be an uphill <laughs> and, battle. And That's videos be taken down. Oh, yeah, and, and her livelihood. Yeah, four of, my, four of my YouTube videos taken down but for Chrissy, a privacy claim. Did you show clips or what did you show in it? Because I showed in my four videos, it was fair and balanced, uh, a teaser yeah. of her of her. Uh, documentary trailer which is coming out i believe this weekend uh possibly sunday if i'm not mistaken but it was just a three to five second clip of that world star hip-hop video where she's like twerking in the desert three to five seconds because farron just had a quick snippet of it and it's just really unfair that she can retroactively declare the that these music videos or that one in particular of being like non-consensual get it pulled off the internet and then literally gaslight everybody into believing that like we're the assholes we're doing something wrong when it's like this was all public it's it's not non-consensual if you have regrets and this is why it's uh, I hate saying the word problematic, but this is why it's it's bad news for the the people that she's trying to help, because a lot of people hear this and they go. And that's why a lot of people didn't want to touch this story. They go, oh, this is just girl on girl e drama. These are, this is e thought drama. Oh, Fenty and Chrissy and quartering are all drama farmers and they're all what digital cannibals is what Shane called <laughs> us. Oh, word. like let's leeches. not take it seriously. Leeches like a kid comparing us to tumors, which I take offense at Shane because my mom died of brain cancer. <laughs> yeah. So. My mom died of breast yeah. cancer. Oh my so. gosh. And they're calling you guys tumors. No, listen, we're we all need, tumors and we're just asking questions. I don't really think that like, well, just, and listen, I'm not even trying to white knight for Eliza right now, but it's like, I don't think that you guys, uh, attacked her. I can see, I can see like maybe why she doesn't want this to get exposed. But for her to like actually get you deplatform, how does in, in her head does she not realize that it's? This, I said this to Brittany. This is the Streisand effect. You trying to hide it is when made it a big story. Like I don't think if Brittany would have gotten censored, I would have even really known or cared about this whole thing. Yeah, she'll die on the hill of free speech, according to her Twitter. <laughs> yeah, except when it except when it uh, it's about her backstory. Yeah, but it's a world like, star oh. hip hop, Chrissy. She doesn't even own the copyright, so I guess because she can go in there and use the self reporting tool to say that it's like well, whatever non consensual content. But she world star <laughs> world star. She hip-hop. was paid. She was paid for it. She reached out to the guy. She reached out to the world star hip hop's personal Instagram and was like, "Oh, I had a I had a dream. I woke up in the middle of the night and realized I." needed to twerk in the desert let's make it happen <laughs> like she orchestrated this whole thing the she bragged Martin about Luther it to King. her mother bragged about it in blogs um so i just i'm not buying that like sure it's possible you could have been a victim of something and then carry on you know a, a regular life but in every instance of this it's it's it seems like eliza has always had the choice to leave or to come back and i to me that doesn't sound like truly being a victim it sounds like you made several years of bad decisions and you want the rest of the internet to pretend you didn't and you know alter our reality to to suit your your grift basically she really is and my favorite thing was finding out that she was a my chemical romance groupie i thought that is that that that's the right band yeah and she got engaged too she got engaged to who? The guy? The band guy? Wasn't she dating him, but she was okay with him hooking up with other chicks or something, supposedly? Oh, I didn't know about that. Well, this is all just speculation, rumor, and innuendo. I don't want to say this. I just, so I thought I saw some pictures where she was in some sort of chat thread, and she's like, I know he's with other girls, but I still love him. This could be wrong, Eliza. Please it's don't called, sue me. It's called rock and roll, Alex. It's a rock and roll lifestyle. You just got to be open. Okay, Chrissy, though, before we let you go, you've been such a great guest, and I really want to thank you because not only you, but listen, your fiance, Frank, you guys have helped me out so much this past year literally i know 2022 was my biggest year and i could not have have blown up like i did if it wasn't for all the help that you've shown me so so tell the people though before you go tell the people how they can support you and what gigs you have uh, upcoming so people can come see you in person thank you alex yeah you're doing a great job and i can already tell a difference between like literally this show and the first one you had with gavin you're you're already like 10 times more polished. So I'm just so proud of you and you, you deserve all the success you can handle. Um, next weekend I will be in California. I'll be in Pasadena next Thursday. With Lila um, Hart? Is that the Lila Hart? With Lila Hart. Yes. Lila Hart. And then uh, we're going to San Diego. 
Uh, Friday and Saturday will be at the Mike Drop Comedy Club. So all this weekend in uh, California with Lila Hart. Come check it out. Uh, for my tour dates, go to chrissymayer.com. I'll be kind of touring all over uh, the glam for everywhere from the glamorous Staten Island to Jersey to Dallas to uh, I think. Well, Richmond, when you come to Dallas, Houston. you're going to be yeah. here in studio. And then, so, but tell me this: so before you go, Chrissy, you know you are one of the hardest working women in show business. I've noticed on my channel, I'm starting to get you know some haters, uh, and I don't want to listen to them all. But this is the thing: uh, I forget who it was. Or I think it was actually Steel Toe who said this, uh, uh, who said, "Alex, you get a hundred compliments, but you only." Only pay attention to the negative ones. How do you ignore the negative ones, Chrissy? You know, every time I see a negative comment, I just open up an old dick pic that I've received <laughs> from over the years, and that usually cheers me right up, Alex. Well, yeah. not my dick pic, because it would make you very sad and disgusted and sick. No, yours gave my computer a virus. <laughs> yeah, I know, monkeypox. I know, I had to give you, if you would have had the McAfee antivirus software, that wouldn't happen, so that's kind of on you. But, all right, Chrissy, I love you. I'll see you soon. Go check her and Lila Hart out this weekend in California, San Diego, one of the most beautiful cities in the entire world. Bye, Chrissy. Bye, Chrissy. Thanks, guys. Free Britney Venti. Free Thank Britney you. Venti is right. We got a free Britney Venti. All right, guys, but before we free her, if you want to buy the most pimp merch in the world, make sure to go to pimponablimpshop.com. We got the best shirts, sweaters, hats, mugs, stickers, you name it, we got it. So tell everyone that you love Big Booty Latinas by buying a Big Booty Latina shirt or get a plant-based pimp shirt to kind of troll your friends that freaking love eating meat. I'm not saying don't eat meat, but we're trying to troll and have some fun. And if you can do it with a little t-shirt, why not have a funny personality? You don't want to talk, you don't want to, oh, I want to talk. Just wear a funny shirt. Then you don't have to do anything. You can just ignore everybody else and they say, oh, look at the cute guy. He's funny, he has a funny shirt. So buy a shirt. Please, please, I'm begging you, buy a shirt. But our next, this next uh, video, I want you guys, this guy doesn't need anybody to buy him a damn thing. I don't know if you saw this, Brittany, but this is the one, the only, satanic worshiping Grammy Award winner, Sam Smith, having a leisurely stroll in New York City. Roll the tape. You belong in hell. Sam Smith belongs in hell. You demonic, twisted, sick bastard. Leave the kids alone, you sick fucker. first record. Sam Smith is a pedophile! Ruben! Ruben the kids! You sick motherfucker, Sam Smith! Well, with that video, we have no proof that Sam Smith is a pedophile. We only know that he is a Satan-worshipping Grammy Award winner. And with that, we welcome on our next guest. He's a filmmaker, independent journalist, and the only person who is actually fighting to unseal the Epstein documents. We welcome on the one, the only, Mike Cernovich. Welcome to Primetime with Alex Stein. How you doing, Mike? My pleasure. Congratulations on your show. Well, hey, listen, I'm on the grind all the time. I was grifter of the year, so, you know, uh, it, all my hard grifting paid off Grift. now, Mike. So here I am with you. And, you know, I bring up the Epstein stuff. Obviously, I know you've been a, you know, I guess you'd say a media personality for a long time. But for me, the, the Epstein pizza, knowing that there are people that are in power that are actually sexually abusing kids, especially Jimmy Seville. I remember watching a documentary of Jimmy Seville and realizing, you know, this guy was literally knighted by the queen abusing children. So I just realized, you know, it was that come to Jesus moment, like, wow, there are actual pedophiles that are in uh, control of the world. So, you know, why are you so passionate in exposing all this, Mike? Yeah, well, first, be real careful about that gate thing. Yeah, yeah, or that's a quote. That's a quote. To, yeah, sorry, excuse me. <laughs> yeah, they'll try to make it seem like it was, that you, that was, that whole thing was interesting and it was a very, big eye opener because I remember when we were talking about Jimmy Seville, Jeffrey Epstein, all these other issues, what the media would do is define it to something that you weren't even talking about. Mm -hmm. So I remember people would go, oh, you said X, Y, and Z. And I go, go ahead and go show me. Yeah. And you can't, but you can see me talking about Epstein, Jimmy Seville, and all these other people. So we want to make sure that the way the media characterize that is not what, what other people mean when they talk about it. That was a complete diversion. And that's a lesson that I learned. And I think that everybody needs to be on the lookout if you're a conservative is the media will try to say when you when you talk about this, what you really mean is something else. And that's a good segue into Epstein, because when I had initially um, sued to unseal the Jeffrey Epstein files, they didn't care, they being the media, like literally didn't care, other than one article in Politico 
by Josh Gerstein, who's actually a fantastic legal journalist, but he's down the road. He just covers everything happening in the law. The There was no interest at all in the Jeffrey Epstein thing. And you'll notice now there's no interest in the Jeffrey Epstein thing. So let's talk about the middle, because I think this is an important conversation to have. This is the only reason they care about the media. So if you think back to when the media started to care about the Jeffrey Epstein case, it was only because there was a Trump appointee, mm-hmm. Acosta, who was appointed via Senate confirmation to a high level a cabinet role in the Trump administration. During his hearings, Epstein didn't come up at all or barely did. Afterthought, nobody really cared. Then the media realized, oh, Acosta was the same guy who was the prosecutor who approved the Epstein deal. So even though we don't care about Epstein, we do care about the orange man. We care about the Trump thing. And then like piranhas, they went to go after Acosta. Can't believe you did that. Why'd you do that? And it's like, wait a minute, guys, where was this energy when he was being nominated? Right. They never cared. And now, of course, Acosta, he got removed. And even though there's a huge tranche of files that were unreleased or were were unsealed recently, almost no coverage. Right. Because the media doesn't care. Well, it's funny you mentioned Acosta because I think that was a huge, you know, smoking gun that Acosta even said that he, the reason why he gave Epstein a sweetheart deal is that he had somebody in power. I think he was kind of vague or basically said a clandestine person told him from a higher up, hey, this is how we need to handle this situation. So Acosta was basically following orders. And you're right. And, and, and you know, to defend Donald Trump a little bit, I believe he was one of the first people to kick him out of his Mar-a-Lago when he, you know, some of the allegations. And I'm not saying, you know, uh, uh, Trump wasn't associated with him, but I think Trump was one of the first people to call him out. Is that fair to say that about Trump or, or I mean, you know, because you, know, no, you, yeah. you know how the yeah. media labels him as like his bestie. I'm not saying that they weren't, you know, obviously acquaintances, but I, I think that he actually was. I don't think Donald Trump's a pedophile is what I'm trying to say, basically. Right. No, you can read my Twitter and find all kinds of legitimate criticisms about Trump mm-hmm. almost every day or at least every yeah. other day. I have a ton on this, myself. There, yeah. So. Nothing. Mm-hmm. Nothing. The Epstein thing on Trump, nothing. And Epstein kicked or Trump kicked Epstein out of Mar-a-Lago because Epstein was creeping on a member's daughter. They did have a quote where Trump said, oh, Epstein likes girls on the younger side. At the time, Epstein was a socialite in New York. And unfortunately, this is this is all like degenerate culture. Right. So so he wasn't saying 14, but it was all that party boy lifestyle that was happening at the time. But, yeah, Trump was not doing anything with Epstein, wasn't implicated, never on the island. In fact, when I went through all the files, multiple Epstein victims were asked about Trump and they all said no. Or yeah. one of them said, oh, I saw him at Mar-a-Lago. I was there the same time we passed each other. So there's act, there's nothing there about Trump and Epstein. And as far as Trump appointing Acosta, how would you even know that, yeah. right? Because people, <laughs> what people do is they go, well, we all know this now. Therefore, I can't believe Trump appointed this guy. And I would say, well, that's a nice way to, to judge people. You don't know five years ago what we all know today. Therefore, we're going to judge you by the standard today. So there there was never any interest in our Trump Epstein connection at all there. And there was never any media interest in the Epstein thing until again, there was the Acosta angle and then they don't care anymore. So all these new documents are coming out, really creepy stuff. The really bad stuff has come out and I'm not seeing it anywhere. It's not really trending. I'm writing about it, I'm linking about it. You are, a few other people are, but it's like five people on Twitter. Yeah. And, no, no, and they you, don't care. But if you said the N-word on your Twitter, every, that'd be the front page of the New York Times. Or, or if I would have said the N-word when I was a first-round draft pick 10 years ago when I was a little kid, you know, they would literally try to get your scholarship re- revoked from your college or, you know, make you have to go through some sort of like, you know, uh, 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 what a sensitivity training. No, but, but this is for me the real smoking gun is you look at Ghislaine Maxwell and you look at her dad and I think it's pretty clear that her dad was a Mossad agent, especially after he died, he was given a proper Israeli funeral. So do you believe, and this is my, you know, I'm a tinfoil proud where tinfoil, excuse me, I'm a proud tinfoil hat wearing conspiracy theorist. I almost, and, and if I connect the dots, I don't know how Glenn Maxwell didn't theoretically take over Robert Maxwell's honeypotting uh, operation and basically uh, almost a spy in, in, in ever sense of the word. 
Yeah, I don't I don't like to particularly and this is where all the Twitter people call me a cock or whatever. <laughs> I think that limiting it to Israel is limiting our imagination okay. and limiting our creativity. Okay. I definitely I can I can see the I can see the chat if we were live right now. They're going nuts. Yeah, I know, I know. And this is totally speculation. I'm not I'm not saying this is true. I just her dad is just was such a powerful guy. So Right, right. No, and, and so what I think where you're right and Eric Weinstein has said the same thing a number of people had is it was an intelligence operation. Mm -hmm. And I think it was shared between the British. That's why they had Prince Andrew compromised, shared between the U.S. That's why Acosta said I had to do the deal. It was approved way above. I think the quote was my pay grade. Yeah. Right. You're, you're the highest federal prosecutor in Florida, but someone within the Department of Justice <laughs> or even higher than that said, no, you got to let this guy out. The banking industry was fine with it. So I don't view it as a Mossad, unless people want to say, well, it was MI6 and the FBI mm -hmm. and and Mossad and probably Saudi Arabia and probably Australian intelligence and and everybody that I would say, oh, oh it had to be. It, yeah. was, it was the most elegant blackmail operation in the world. Yeah, well, I think it was obviously multi multiple governments were involved in it, especially the information and the fact that Epstein had multiple passports. So listen, well, Obviously, I'm sure, I mean, I don't want to speak for you, but I don't think you believe that Epstein killed himself. But uh, sadly, none of the victims are ever going to get any sort of justice or, I mean, are we going to get any sort of retribution? Do you think that this will all come to light or will this get swept under the metaphorical rug in society? Well, the, the gamble that the regime played was they thought, you know, imagine you and I were the regime and we go, you know what, we're going to. We're going to, you know, we're going to kill Epstein and make it look like a suicide. And you're going to say, Mike, nobody believes that. And you'll say, I know, but we got to take a gamble. <laughs> so is it going to be worse for us to lose a little bit of legitimacy by just killing him where nobody believes that he killed himself? Or does he know so much that that would be an existential crisis to the ruling power elite? And we go, yep, good point. Okay. We'll just we'll take him out and we'll call it a suicide and people will get mad and no one will believe it. And they'll probably be less likely to trust us in the future. But if the whole enchilada got out, that would be a nuclear bomb on the ruling elite. And we can't have that happen. So we'll choose to to kill him, call it a suicide. So, of course, yeah, of course, it wasn't a suicide. And of course, the regime did lose some legitimacy. People don't trust them as much anymore. And. Now, like, for example, when we had all these UFO things, <laughs> the, who would believe if aliens really showed up, half the country wouldn't believe it. Of course not. They would say, look, they're lasers. And we go, well, that's probably a hologram. Yeah. It's probably a deep fake. You wouldn't believe it because of the lack of trust now that we have for uh, institutions. But they view that as less of a threat to them than Epstein really going public. And then Ghislaine Maxwell disappeared. I don't know if she's alive or dead. She never gave up the goods. So – Clearly, people have gotten to her, and she's afraid of someone. And so I guess that way I think about it is you're, you're Ghislaine Maxwell, and she got sentenced to who knows how much time. Basically, she's going to die in jail, or if she gets out of jail, she'll be a decrepit mm -hmm. old woman. And whatever, whatever's out there is more terrifying than the prospect of her spending the rest of her life in a federal prison. That's something to think about. And it really is. And I think if you look at the fate of her father, she probably knows that she's going to, you know, have something similar. Well, Mike, man, I just want to tell you, thank you so much for coming on. We definitely want to have you on again. And, and I want, before you go, I want you to be able to plug your Substack and, and tell the people that are watching, how can they uh, best support you? And, I, and before you go, I also want to say thank you so much for actually fighting to unseal this stuff, because like you said, the mainstream media is not going to cover it. It takes independent journalists, just literally it just takes human beings like yourself that care. So for somebody who's watching this, Stand up for yourself. Mike's standing up for himself. I'm trying to stand up for, for myself. You need to stand up for yourself against this fight uh, versus the evil people that are trying to ruin our lives. Right. MikeCernovich.substack.com. My first name, my last name, MikeCernovich.substack.com. I don't write about much politics, though. That's mainly family life, vibe life, more <laughs> cultural thing. I even have a tree posted. That was a lovely hike I took in South Africa. I've taken hikes all across the world. And that's one of my one of my hobbies, one of my I wouldn't call it a passion, just, but it's a fun, fun thing I like to do. Well, you know, politics is just Hollywood for ugly people. It gets boring. You know, I try to make fun of politics. Uh, sadly, in this day and age, you almost have to have some sort of political ideology to even exist. So hopefully we'll change from that and we can all just, you know, s somehow not uh, be split by right and left diatribes. I think that is the biggest scam on the American people. And when really and truly, it's basically a uniparty. In my, in my opinion, I don't want to speak for you. But thank you so much, Mike. 
And uh, have a great evening. I know it's your wife's birthday, so tell her happy birthday. Thanks again for having me on, Alex. What a pleasure, Mike. We'll talk to you again soon. And uh, listen, you know, he sat here and he said some conspiracy theories about Jeffrey Epstein, and we know they're not true, but I just didn't want to bust his balls about it because right now I'm absolutely flabbergasted. The freaking New York Times just ran an op-ed defending J.K. Rowling's disgusting views on the trans community. I used to love the New York Times. It was all I read. Literally, the only source of news I ever trusted was the New York Times. They've done such a great job exposing Donald Trump and writing about Joe Biden in an unbiased way, unlike those racists at Fox News who only share the newsletters they get from their recent Klan meetings. That was all true until today. If the New York Times is going to print this kind of racist garbage, then I'm going to treat them the exact same way by destroying my original edition Harry Potter book. This book literally helped me get through my parents' divorce. It was the only joy I could find while I battled childhood obesity. If it wasn't for this freaking book in my hand, I may not even be here because there were some dark, dark times. And without Harry and the power of his wand, I may have never seen the light of day. And even with all that being said, I cannot sit here idly by and watch a trans community get attacked by the bigotry of JK and the New York Times. So no, JK, I am a woman. And you're going to come here and you're going to write this filth? Well, this is what we do with filth. We're going to burn your book. This is what happens, JK. This is what happens. Yes, get this on here. You see this book? This is how we burn it. This is how we burn it. We catch it on fire. You see this? I would tell you to take a deep breath, but... Uh... No, no. We're not, <laughs> no deep breaths, Brittany. This is it. All right. I'm so sick of you. I'm sick of your crap. I'm sick. No, 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 no. It's okay. The fumes are healthy. The fumes are healthy. Okay? You see this burning, guys? You see this book? You see this? This is how we burn it. This is how we do. This is what JK Rowling, you say I'm not trans. Trust me. I'm trans, all right? And listen, we do everything safe here. You're not going to burn down. Brittany, get back. We're fine. I got this. I got this. Get back. Get back. Get back. Okay, we're fine. We're fine, all right? Everything is fine. Everything is fine. Everything is fine. Okay, we got to get to our next guest. Alex. What? We I have to stop you. You're not going to remember. We literally had a meeting with the head of the blaze about not lighting stuff on fire. Yeah, I know. We had that meeting. I was not listening, Jimmy. Do not tell on me. Nobody at the blaze watches my show. As long as you don't say anything, we're going to be fine. So don't worry. I know that we had the fire drill. I know it wasn't supposed to burn stuff. It wasn't supposed to burn stuff. I'm going to burn whatever I want, okay? I'm gonna burn stuff! You're like, gonna, pardon me, I burn shit down! You're literally gonna create a Hindenburg situation. Okay, I, the blimp is fine! It's my the job to tell you not to burn the, down the freaking set, Alex! <laughs> I, okay? okay, Jimmy, Jimmy, calm down. Bring on our next guest, alright? We got the one, the only, Klaus Schwab Jr. You might know his dad. He's the one that's trying to annihilate all human hope. Welcome to the show, Klaus Schwab Jr. Hello, my slaves. It's your favorite oligarch, Klaus Schwab Jr. I appreciate your outburst, Alex Stein. You have the cat shit brain. What is this called? The taxoplasmishish? Yes. Yeah. Oh, yes. I was very infected terribly. You know, my mental health is really debilitating right now. But uh, you could go live, for example, with a puma or a lion, a mountain lion family, and just like start new life when you would have the natural vaccination for this. But. Uh, that's smart. Actually, I've always wanted to. I had a little romantic tryst with Mike Tyson when I was, you know, when I was 18 years old and I spent a little time with his tiger. Let me tell you something. It's not a safe place to be. I noticed it looks like you've been kind of in some unsafe territories. What is all that? Uh, what is that? Is that some sort of paint? What is that on you? Well, I'm at the, in Africa, the World Economic Forum is having a global government summit. I don't understand the question. Whoa. I mean, you know, isn't that kind of peculiar that you have blood all over you? I mean, isn't that not a good thing, Klaus? <clears throat> Look, I don't talk about your personal life. You don't talk about mine, but I have beef with you, Alex Stein. I have beefing What's with you. What's the beef? What's the beef, Klaus? 
Okay, well, there's the white privileging and then there's the royal Aryan privileging. And you went to Westminster Castle and you got my friend, the poor Prince Andrew. He was kicked out of the castle after you visit this. I mean, what what is your problem? Okay, like, when you were talking of Ghislaine Maxwell, like, I remember when I was like, 12 years old, it was me on Hunter Biden on Ghislaine Maxwell on Prince Andrew on the now King Charles. And we were making human huntings on horseback on Prince Williams at the time. And um, we were making human huntings. They let the midgets, the pygmy warriors, they went. Klaus Schwab Jr., don't use the word, the M word. That's like the N word. Did you just say idiot? Did you just use the M word like that? Oh, it's a pygmy, it's the natural pygmy warriors. Yeah, well, this is a, this is a very listen. We're social justice warriors here at Primetime with Alex Stein, and we call those uh, little people or dwarfs. I mean, Klaus Schwab Jr. I'm a little worried. I mean, well, I we also went to Syracuse and we got the midget that didn't want to do the backflip in front of the bear anymore. So we put him in. We thought this would be funny. We tagged them all, and then we made human huntings with horseback with the arrows. This is a video game, right? You're talking about a video game, right? When you say human huntings, you're not actually hunting humans. I hope. No, but one of the pygmy warriors who get out the castle with one of the circus midget and they go blah, 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 blah to the press. And this creates a lot of problems for us. So then when we have the um, RNA jabbings, not only do we change the DNA of the slaves, but we also put microchip in them. So if they get out the castle during the human hunting, we can find them. So multiple operations. Well, Klaus, I don't know, Klaus Jr., I don't know if you're familiar with uh, a legendary e-girl, or I don't know if that's really the proper term. Brittany's probably going to get mad at me. But I don't know if you're familiar with Brittany Vinti. And I believe Brittany was just vaccinated with AstraZeneca. So do you have any questions for Klaus? Well, uh, she probably already keeps iPhone around. But yes, she has microchip. Do you have a microchip, Brittany? He says, Klaus Schwab says you have a microchip. Oh, from my iPhone? Something. I mean, do you think that you have well, some sort of... Well, I also have the toxoplasmosis like you do. She so has toxo too! Fine. Klaus, she has toxo too. So do all of us uh, dumb Americans have, have toxo, I guess? I mean, for survival, maybe. I mean, if you want to join the Matrix and join this, you know, get on to our programmings. But it is your last chance if you have the toxoplasmosis. Maybe you can live with a mountain lion, for example, and you can eat what they kill. I don't know. So tell me this, uh, Klaus, you know, there's a huge rumor on the Internet that Michelle Obama was actually born a boy and has male genitalia. Can you put this rumor to rest? Michael Robinson? Well, that's what they say, but that's not that can't be true, is it? Okay. well, so I don't I'm not like uh, on the Internet. Okay, I'm more like in on the inside. Right. Yeah. So. um. When it was 2008, I think, and so Obama's came over to the Schwab Castle to ask my father for money for his agenda. And I think I was younger than I was, um, you know, and um, they, I went into um, Michael Robinson's room to make a Freundschaft. Uh, this is a word, it's hard for translation for this, but it is um, making friends the craft of making friends with mm. your guest. This is Gastfreundschaft. But in Germany, they put uh, Michael Robinson on me, and I went down there to make Gastfreundschaft with him. And it was, oh, when I got down there, it was like sucking on a sweet potato wrapped in jellyfish oh wow. it was yeah so it was a like I sweet mean, potato jellyfish so no, that's that's crazy I, I listen i know you are a genitalia expert and, and before we let you go people really loved you uh letting us know about the vaginal space laser so are there any updates you know uh, can you tell us basically you know are there any updates with the vaginal space lasers how can we really just incorporate this because i need a lot of girls that I, I know a lot of chicks now that I have the show that i need to get wet artificially so i could really use your help klaus jr can those light yes joints so yes okay wait, real quick no no klaus before you go uh, Brittany, mm -hmm. i don't I, I don't think she's very familiar with the vaginal laser so before you go maybe tell her what that is and, and tell her the future of it 
Yes, um, ho hello, e-girl. Slide into my DMs. I will tell you more about this uh, with uh, exciting photographs for you. Excuse me for you. Um, but um, yes, uh, so when we made the chemtrails with the heart facility, you know, first you put powder in the sky and then you shoot laser to make the clouds wet. And then we had big problem at the Jeffrey Epstein's island because Alan Dershowitz came and all of the kinder were like, oh, it's disgusting. You know, so we we thought to ourselves, oh, well, if this laser makes the cloud wet, we can take desert in the Sahara, for example, and turn it into rainforest for you. And That's so power, just like Eliza we, we shot the laser right at this one Lady's uh, vagina with Alan Dershowitz coming towards her. <laughs> and all of the plaque was falling out of his teeth, like between his teeth. And when he, he gets erection, he makes foamings. <laughs> <laughs> and then we shoot, we turn a laser up all the way. You know, I was like putting my foot on the gauge to make more lasers right for her vagina. And then she was like, yes, I'm still not attracted to her. And when we put, um, a, we make testings for the moisture and there was nothing. Again, this laser can turn desert into a rainforest. And she's like, yes, I'm still not attracted to him. I don't like his politics. You know, it seems like he's just disgusting. Well, you know, so we're working on this technology. Yes, this is in uh, production. Some roasty hitting the wall. Well, I'm just saying, you know, I, 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 you know, I hate to be, you know, bearer of bad news. It sounds like you don't like Alan very much, but Alan Dershowitz will be a guest on Primetime with Alex Stein next week. So maybe Klaus, we can get you to come on while Alan's on as well. And maybe you oh, can. Oh, absolutely. Yes, we are good friends. I mean, I tried to be wingman for him, you know. I have no problem with this man, you know. I think he he likes me too, but uh, you know we, I mean we play poker together, we play golf together. But, Sounds like uh, y'all are buddies. I'm saying Klaus Schwab Jr. I'm going to have you on. We're going to talk it out. Okay, will you get back to hunting humans in Africa? And uh, we'll talk to you next week when we get Alan on the program. And make yes, sure it's say better when the global government summit to have the slaves local in the slaveholder capital <clears throat> stakeholder capitalism. It's better to have uh, the local slaves under your brainwashing. I agree. Okay. I agree. You know, uh, the best slave is an available slave. All right, Klaus Jr., you are a great. We will talk to you soon. Uh, uh, have a good evening. Good, goodbye for now, Herr Steinings. Thank you, my friend. See you later. Do you Our recording stopped. Uh, why? Let's hear it. Let's hear it. Well, explain what divination is, and then we'll, we'll say if we believe in it or not. To tell the future through various means. Well, I am a little bit clairvoyant, and I don't like saying that because you know, you know, people say, "Oh, that's playing with God" or whatever. But yeah, I basically can see the future. So this piece of paper, one of them that you ripped up, it actually says, "Quote: I'm crying hard. There was blood. No one told me." What, guys? Look at this. Before I ripped it up, the one page you can't even zoom into it. Brittany just said it said, "What does it say?" I bury my. What does it say? It's at the top right here. It I'm says. Wow. I'm crying hard. There's... Oh, I'm crying hard. There was blood. No one told me. And then Klaus Schwab Jr. comes on and he's bleeding from hunting humans. Oh my gosh, what are the chances? Okay, Brittany, we've had an incredible show. We've learned a lot. We've lit a few fires. We, you know, uh, I'm probably going to get in trouble. But listen, here at the Primetime with Alex Stein Show, fire is cool. Anybody that tells you fire is not cool is a liar. They are lying because let me tell you something without fire, Alex. We, yeah, we wouldn't have steak and shrimp without fire. So this is what we need. We need more of this. What do you care? You're a vegan. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Well, I, yeah, I don't eat meat, but listen guys, this is, this is how safe we are here at, you know, the blaze. We just burn, we're just burning stuff, having fun. But before we burn the place down, Brittany, you know, kind of tell people, like, how can they help you now the most? Because we know Eliza Blue's coming after you, and this thing's starting to really burn. Um, so before I catch the place on fire, tell the people how they can best support you. Oh, is that my timer? Kind of, yeah. <laughs> uh, you can find me on YouTube, Brittany Venti, uh, for now, unless Eliza, you know, takes down more of my content, I suppose. But basically, this is a an issue on a bigger scale because... <laughs> What did you say, Brittany? It's kind of hard. What are you saying? Sorry. Uh, that YouTube is taking down videos and siding with Eliza. Twitter is siding with Eliza. And that sets the precedent that 
anybody can get taken down if they don't like the photo you post of them, whether it be news that you're covering of them or if you're talking about them in a video on YouTube. Clearly there's an exploit and it's going to go beyond just this situation. It's going to affect every content creator if somebody decides to be malicious at any point and exploit it. No, and you really nailed it because listen, as somebody that, you know, says, oh, I love free speech, I love the First Amendment. And as a content creator, if the content is transformative, you should be allowed to share it end all be all. So this is why I'm frustrated with Eliza. I don't care about your past, Eliza. I could care less. But when you go and censor people that are trying to talk to you or ask questions, that for me, just this the Streisand effect. It's like, what are you trying to hide? The cover up is usually always worse than the crime. And yeah. like I said, you, you shaked your butt in a video. Nobody cares. Brittany, I swear, doesn't care. You could just say, hey, I thought that that was cool at the time. I changed my mindset and now I'm different. But listen, everybody loves the caterpillar changes into a butterfly. You're allowed to change. Change is good. But by trying to hide your past, it brings more attention to it. Yeah, and it has. So she could have, it was a very simple solution. She could have just simply said, yeah, I did that in the past. It doesn't have to do with the sex trafficking story anyway. But here we are three weeks later and I'm still locked out of Twitter. Can't log in. Can you, if you delete the tweet, can you log in? Yeah, but she obviously has an exploit. She's just going to do it again whenever she feels like. And everybody else has been, people have been suspended just for posting receipts of her. Anna, that Star Wars girl, she got the I privacy. Love Anna. She got the, yeah, shout out to Anna, but she got the privacy notice and she didn't even show the video, by the way. She just showed a screenshot of the thumbnail, like partially oh yeah, of the like, thumbnail. Yeah, not even the video. Not the... even the full thumbnail, just part of it. And she got hit too. All right, guys. Well, listen, stop censoring people. Let people speak freely. Even if your past is a little embarrassing, you know, just own it. I own it. I'm a freak. We you commit know. cringe every day. Yeah, I'm the most cringy guy on the internet. I don't care. But listen, before we go, you know how we end every show? That's right. It's a primetime 99 freestyle finale. So you know what to do? Hit that beat, DJ.